Do you remember in the 90s? Again, this is before Instagram and everyone's saying that they're a self-proclaimed skincare expert. When you read those teenage magazines that everyone said, you should do the three-step skincare routine, cleanse, tone, and moisturize, cleanse, tone, and moisturize. (laughs) I used to do it too, cleanse, tone, and moisturize. Now, are toners a necessary product in your skincare regimen? Hello and welcome to the Millennial Doc Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Nicoletta Brankov, board-certified dermatologist, skin, hair, and nail specialist, and plant-based beauty foods expert. This is your place to hear the whole truth on skincare, skin trends, and myths, so you can get the tools you need to take back your confidence starting now. The information in this episode is not medical advice. This is for informational purposes only, and you should always consult with your doctor before implementing any of the information. Now, on to the show. Welcome back to the Millennial Doc Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Nicoletta, and happy Tuesday. Happy February. We are already in February. Can you believe it? It's 2021 and we're already in February. Well, guys, today's episode is going to be exciting. Today, we are going to discuss several topics. So we'll discuss the pH of your skin, how it affects acne, the types of toners there are, and are toners a necessary product in your skincare regimen? Let's kind of back up first, though. So first, we'll talk a little bit about the science behind what exactly is the pH, what does that mean, and what is the pH of our skin. So pH is a measure of how acidic or basic something is. The range can go from 0 to 14, with 7 being neutral. Our skin is normally acidic, somewhere between 4 to 6. Remember that 7 is neutral. So our skin is normally kind of in that pH of the 4 to 6 acidic range. So what does pH actually influence within our skin? Well, there are several things. Number one is the pH influences the skin barrier homeostasis. So homeostasis is just another word for like the balance between, you know, the top layer to the bottom layer of the skin. Number two is it actually influences how strong, like kind of the integrity of the most top layer of your skin. The epidermis has other layers within the epidermis. The one most on top is called the stratum corneum. So the pH will influence your stratum corneum integrity. Number three, pH will influence your moisture contents. And lastly, which is very important, is that the pH influences your skin's defense against microbes. Now, all right, so Dr. Nicoletta, you know, you're telling me all this. Well, what can you do? Well, what's great is your skin actually has an internal pH buffering system, which is really awesome that your body and, of course, your skin already has this buffering system, right, to make sure the pH of our skin does not become too basic, a high number, or very, very acidic, low number. So what are the buffering systems within our skin? Number one are free fatty acids. Number two are natural moisturizing factors. Number three, lactic acid. And number four, uricanic acid. So those are just examples of a few internal pH buffering systems. Now, there are also factors that affect the pH on your skin. So yes, we have this buffering system. That's all awesome, you know, that we have that and our bodies work miraculously like that. 
But we also have factors that will affect our pH on our skin, both internally and externally. So it's important to keep the internal external factors in mind. So the internal factors. Number one is age. Okay, you can't change that. Gender, that's number two. Now, the pH on your skin in different locations on our body, like anatomic site, it may be different depending on where it is. Is it mucosal? Is it on our back? Is it on our face? And then lastly, the sweat and sebum are also internal factors that can affect the pH on your skin. Now, external factors that can affect the pH on your skin are cleansers, cosmeceuticals, topical prescriptions, UV exposure, and also diet as well. So I did mention cleansers, right? So I mentioned cleansers as being one of the external factors that can affect the pH on your skin. And later on in this episode, I'll go into detail more about cleansers and the current technology we have these days. So cleansing, aging, and inflammation on your skin all lead to an increase in pH. So remember, our skin is normally acidic, so it's about four to six. But cleansing, aging, and inflammation all lead to an increase in pH, so a high number. And what does this lead to? Well, it leads to three different things. It leads to an increase in inflammation and skin permeability. It leads to decreased lipid synthesis. And number three, it changes your skin microbiome, which all these three factors combined lead to dry and inflamed skin. And nobody wants dry and inflamed skin, right? (laughs) So that's all you really should know about the pH of your skin. I hope that broke it down for you as much as possible to make it easy to understand. Now... How does all this pH talk even affect acne? Like, what in the world do I need to know? What do I need to take away from this pH and whole acne talk today? All right, well, I will tell you right now. Acne-prone skin has a higher pH compared to normal skin. So again, we're talking about this higher pH not being so good. The higher the pH, there is an increase in bacteria causing acne. There is increased sebum with less fatty acids. And remember, fatty acids were a buffering system, correct? So there's less fatty acids as we have a higher pH. There is a decrease in ceramide production and an increase in inflammation. So let me just repeat these. So when you have acne-prone skin, the skin on your face has a higher pH when you are acne-prone. Therefore, there are four things that the higher pH will lead to. Increase in bacteria causing acne, increase in sebum, which is like the oil from the sebaceous glands, but with less fatty acids. And that's not good because fatty acids were a buffering system. Number three, there's a decrease in ceramide production. Ceramides are excellent for the barrier and moisturizing factor of your skin. And number four, there's an increase in inflammation. So higher pH doesn't do you well. Now, this is where I might get some controversy, but you know what? I just got to tell you like it is. So what does all this have to do with anything, really, when it comes to toners, right? What does all this talk on pH and acne, skin, and pH have to do with toners? Well, I wanted to bring them up because they kind of go with the similar topics that we were talking about the science about. Do you remember in the 90s? Again, this is before Instagram and everyone's saying that they're a self-proclaimed skincare expert. When you read those teenage magazines that everyone said, you should do the three-step skincare routine, cleanse, tone, and moisturize, cleanse, tone, and moisturize, (laughs) I used to do it too, cleanse, tone, and moisturize. And just so you know, I'll explain why you don't need that second part. So 
If you love doing a seven to 10 step or more skincare routine, listen, you may not like the truth and facts I'm about to tell you. And you know, that's okay. But hey, I got to inform you and make sure that you're the most empowered person to take care of your mind, body, and skin. All right. So toners were originally created for a couple reasons. Number one, the reason why they were created was to rebalance our skin's pH. So basically back to that slightly acidic pH, which is again, that normal skin after cleansing. So initially they were formulated to rebalance that skin's pH after doing cleansing as a first step. However, today's cleansers are much, much more sophisticated and already for the most part pH balanced. The newer cleansing technology for cleansers are formulated to more acid pH and also contain ingredients such as petrolatum, glycerin, triglycerides, and fatty acids. Hint, 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 that's the buffer again, remember? To minimize the skin barrier disruption. So remember that this day and age now with our newer cleansing technology, they have the things that help, you know, rebalance your skin's pH. And some that I absolutely love, I'm just going to name a few, are the Vanny Cream Gentle Body Wash and CeraVe Hydrating Facial Cleanser, just to name a few. Now, just remember, both of these that I just mentioned are non-foaming, which means it is better for dry skin types. Refer back to episode 26, www.drnicoletta.com forward slash 26, where I talk in the skin success framework how acne-prone skin, usually you should choose a cleanser that is foaming, but for dry, sensitive skin, it's better to choose a non-foaming cleanser. And I'll include the top three to four cleansers based on different skin types in the podcast blog. I'll include them for the normal combination, oily, dry, sensitive, or just acne-prone skin. So check out my podcast blog for this episode. It's going to be www.drnicoletta.com forward slash 30. And within that podcast blog, you'll have all my top recommendations on products that you can use for a cleanser based on your skin type. So that was number one reason of why toners were created back in the 90s. Number two, at one time, basically these toners were given so much credit to, quote, tighten pores. So I don't know if you remember that, but like everyone would say, oh yeah, use a toner. Like you want all your pores to be so, so tight. Oh yeah, that's amazing feeling. Oh, it feels so good when it's tight. Sorry to break it to you, but rubbing a harsh astringent toner all over your skin to make it feel tight and clean is the absolute worst thing you can do for your pores. I'm just going to tell you like it is. So there you go. There you have it. That's the truth. So instead of adding another product into your regimen, because again, I'm all about mindful skincare and being organized and simple with your regimen, pick a gentle cleanser based on your skin type. Again, refer to this episode podcast blog for the types. And then use the element of the five steps in the skin success framework. And in general, you want to be mindful about your skincare and you don't need to add a toner, especially if you choose an excellent cleanser that already has the technology to lower your pH to what the normal skin pH is, which is that acidic pH. So based on the above, instead of adding another product into your regimen, just pick a gentle cleanser so that you aren't leaving your skin pH unbalanced. And if you can tolerate the other aspect of the skin success framework is a retinoid. And retinoids are important so that you can improve the appearance of your pores 
based on actual science and research to increase cell turnover and collagen production. So there you have it. There's my dish on basically toners and the two reasons why they were first formulated. But I know someone might still come to me and say, you know what, I just want to use a toner. It just feels so good when my pores are so tight. And I will be like, okay, well, let me just break it down like it is and tell you that there are three most common types of toners. And I will recommend the type that is the best or at least better. And I will say avoid one type. All right. So the three most common types of toners are number one, active ingredient infused toners, number two, hydrating toners, and number three, astringent toners. So let's break down number one, active ingredient infused toners. So I just said active ingredient infused, right? So what does that mean? Well, we have some active ingredients that again, I mentioned back in other episodes, but these are glycolic acid, salicylic acid, lactic acid, vitamin C, which is also absorbic acid. Again, it's not necessary to add a toner, another product into your regimen, because your serum that you use in your skin may already have similar ingredients in your routine. So for example, if you are acne prone, you can choose a serum that has these ingredients and it will function as a moisturizer. So basically, not only are you getting the active ingredients, but you're also moisturizing your skin, which again, moisturizers are part of the skin success framework. (laughs) So again, it's not really necessary to also have a toner as an additional step. So that's number one, active ingredient infused toners. Number two are hydrating toners. So hydrating toners typically have ingredients like hyaluronic acid and glycerin. Sure, you know, you can use these if you have dry skin. I'm not going to fault you for that. If you love using a toner, at least the hydrating ones that have the hyaluronic acid and glycerin are better. But usually, again, it's not necessary because your moisturizer or your hydrating serum should already have these hydrating ingredients and thus you get the same results with one less product and one less step in your routine. So focus your efforts on picking one good moisturizer that has hydrating ingredients. All right, so those two types of toners, active ingredient infused toner and hydrating toners, I would say if I had to choose one, I do like those better than this last one I'm going to talk about. The third one are called astringent toners. I tell you, beware of these. So let's just break this down. What does astringent even mean? Basically, it leads to the contraction of skin cells and other body tissues. Hello, why would we want our skin cells contracted? So skin cells are contracted, aka like dying. So typically these astringent toners have high amounts of denatured alcohol. Not good. That leads to drying skin. They have fragrance. Not good. Remember my episode on fragrances? Go to drnicoletta.com forward slash 29. So just say no to these. Astringent toners have high amounts of denatured alcohol, fragrance, and witch hazel. These can dry out your skin more, aggravate your skin, and strip the natural oils from your skin over time. I have many, many patients and many friends, you know, say, oh, I use the witch hazel and it was amazing. Well, a lot of times it's just masking. It kind of helps very temporarily, but it's not really doing you good in the long run. It is very drying. And it's in the astringent toner category. So this is why these are not my favorite. So look, you know, I know you learned a lot about the pH of your skin, how the pH in acne prone skin is. 
and about the reasons why toners were made and the three different types of toners. But look, skincare routines don't have to be complicated. If you're trying to maximize your efforts and minimize your time, just say goodbye to the toner and find yourself a good cleanser, a good serum, and retinoid. So that's all I have for you guys today. Again, the podcast blog page, drnicoletta.com forward slash 30, will have all the products based on the different skin types. It will also have a breakdown of the two reasons why toners were created. It will have a breakdown of the three different types of toners, and it will also talk about the pH of your skin. So today's episode was about the pH of your skin how it affects acne, the three different types of toners, and why toners may not be a necessary product in your skincare regimen. I hope that helped you all. And also, if you love something and if you seriously have an amazing takeaway, feel free to share it with me. I love the messages that I'm getting, but I would absolutely love it if you could also share it on Instagram and tag me at Dr. Nicoletta so I could reshare you to my audience. And it means the world to me when you guys send me so many messages and tell me what you love about the show. So again, until next time, step out with confidence and love your skin one day at a time. Talk to you later, guys. I'm over here virtually loving your glowing skin and cheering you on for finishing another episode of the Millennial Doc Podcast. I am so glad you stopped by to learn more and empower yourself on how to love your skin one day at a time. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, just head over to drnicoletta.com for the show notes and all the resources from today's episode. It would absolutely mean so much to me if you subscribe and leave a five-star review of the show. Your support helps me reach more listeners and thus impact thousands and thousands of people. I'll be forever grateful. And until the next episode, don't forget to step out with confidence.